Welcome back to another episode of the Menswear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. Today on the show, I am talking to the founder of Pampiano, Jennifer Brown, inspired by South America's rich heritage of unrivaled horsemanship and traditional leather work, Pampiano evolved from the polo fields of central Argentina. Pampiano remains one of the few brands with quality and craftsmanship at its heart, continuing the cherished techniques of the South American artists. Pampiano uses only premium grade butter soft vegetable tan leather and the finest luxury natural textiles and threads available. And here to talk about Pampiano in her own words is the founder, Jennifer Brown. So my name is Jenny. I uh, founded Pampiano 15 and a half years ago um, when I was living in South America, in Argentina specifically, and uh, spending, well, I was living there, but also, you know, coming back to the UK a bit and uh, going back and forth for subsequent years. So what was uh, what were the first steps of, of starting the brand after going back and forth to South America? Um, yeah, so I, so I, uh, I had quite a few friends who came out to stay when I was there. And uh, they encouraged me to uh, start a business. I, when they came to stay, I would say things, you know, I would tell them my ideas and they said, just do it, just do it. And so I did it. Um, I would, uh, they have these beautiful shops called Talabaterias, um, where the sort of really high quality leather goods would be sold uh, along with clothing and equestrian articles, all artisanal, handmade beautiful things with made of natural products and both myself and my my friends who had come out would just sort of fall in love when you walk into these shops um the the smell of the leather the quality of the products the the absence of plastic um which which 15 16 years ago wasn't a wasn't a sort of an environmentally aware perspective it was just something really lovely about the basic quality of the products well they were basic products but the quality was very very evident uh, and all using natural materials. Um, and we, I, re, I remember discussing with a, a couple in particular how much the European customer would love what we were loving. Um, and so really that was about as thought through as it was. Um, and I started, I went, I found factories to work with and I gave them my designs for various leather goods and they started to produce them. We came up with the name Pampiano. It means from someone from La Pampa, which is the central part of one of the central provinces of Argentina. And um, I started bringing them over and started selling them with not really a clue of how how retail works. Um, but I learned. <laughs> so, yeah. so you were uh, you started the business while you were living in South America, or were these just? designs that were getting influenced for yeah it was more the designs i'd moved back to the uk when i then started i got the website built the first version of the website was sort of five six websites on from that um yeah so i didn't once i was back in the uk is once i received my first delivery of stock so um yes and what were the so what were the the, the early products what were the, what were you focusing on at the start well, it was quite an interesting sort of mistake. My focus at the very beginning was travel bags. Um, I I brought some other things as well, like handbags and uh, belts. But for me, it was all about travel bags. And it was quite an interesting mistake because if you're an unknown brand, 
a travel bag, a leather travel bag is quite expensive and people are not going to pay sort of 300 odd pounds. Or they might if they know you, who were my first customers, but unknown people who don't know the brand, who don't know the quality of the product are not going to spend 300 pounds straight off. So it was quite a sharp sort of horrifying mistake to make like oh god i'm not selling very many of these travel bags um but what did sell were the belts and so in a way i sort of have reversed i've reversed and now my travel bags are selling well but it 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 it, because we're much more known as a brand but it was the belts that did well from the big well, well you know that started the business moving that's and it has built up from there, but I actually had to sort of recede back to much lower price points, start to build a name, start to build a brand and a reputation for quality and customer service, wow. and then grow it up from there. So, yeah, I suppose quite interesting with hindsight. No, that's really fascinating because you've obviously gone in with wanting to produce something that you fell in love with in the first place, which were the bags. And you kind of use that as your inception point. But it's interesting to me as an outsider listening to how consumers get confidence within a brand by maybe more accessible price points and then think, well, we'll start with something smaller, like a belt perhaps. And then after that, we know what the brand is like. We know how to deal with you. We know the quality is good. So then they can get the confidence to to expand themselves within your within your range. So yeah, that's yeah. I think that's really interesting. And were there any, I want to say, like language or cultural barriers? Because you're you're setting up something that's being produced over there, I presume, and the manufacturers yeah. are over there. But you're now back in the UK. So did you have anyone on Ground Zero over there that could maybe be the? Yeah, well, I was visiting a lot and um, I didn't speak any Spanish before I first went to Argentina. But by the end, I had enough Spanish to speak to factories um but yeah i've got i still go back i was last back a year ago but colleagues have been since um i've got uh, a, a a young man in the team who has lived in argentina himself for many years and we've also got family connections with south with argentina so my children are half argentine um so there's a lot sort of go, there's a lot of links um my father-in-law was actually born in Argentina, although is is British. So um, there's lots lots of sort of reasons to be going back. But I've got, you know, in terms of sort of man on the ground, no. But we have, you know, really strong relationships with the people we work with out there. So interesting. Um, Do you think yeah. that would have been possible without those, you know, early relationships and and your and your family yeah history. i think so definitely uh, yeah. because you know we we produce our packaging for example in china uh i have actually been to china but i haven't been to the factory where we produce the packaging um, which is all and has always been plastic free um but you know it's a really good quality cardboard um box that people reuse for their pens <laughs> um um or, or whatever but um yeah, so I I think it's easy. It's relevant. It's easier than people think to forge relationships with overseas suppliers. It, I think a lot of people do see it as a barrier, but I've been kind of always a bit gung ho about it. And yes, I've definitely got it wrong. But but you know, as long as it's more right than wrong, um, yeah, you get a bit wiser, I suppose, as as the years go. I mean, I've definitely got some things wrong. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it's perhaps a little bit of a loaded question because my girlfriend and I, we went to Hoi An a few years ago now. And I don't know if you've been to that part of the world, but there's a one very long street that has about 400 odd tailors and seamstresses all the way down it. And it's UNESCO protected and it's it, it's famous for the tailoring. And as we were getting some stuff made there, we thought, wow, the quality is really good. But there wasn't any online presence, you know, the, so we couldn't mm-hmm. like have repeat orders once we got back to the UK. And so I started to reach out to some of the people over there and some of the tailors. And I thought, is there any way that you can digitize any of like your consumer base and make like an online store? So, you know, you could package this and people that maybe come to Hoi An, they order their suit, but they don't have to wait around for a week or two to get it. You know, they can order it and then it can take as long as it wants. It can get shipped to wherever you are in the world. I just found that the communication and the the intel not having anybody there on, on, on the ground floor, as it were, or having a point man was just the, the huge obstacle and I couldn't develop any trust or relationship with these tailors just by even though I just bought like a, a few suits so I just found that whole process of getting it off the ground I think the idea was good but just no no decent way to execute it yeah well I I suppose the advantage of um well working with people in Buenos Aires is it's very European anyway so yes I suppose that really the only barriers the well a few barriers but um the the, the there's a cultural barrier, but um, the language is another, but international trade is not really one of them. I was going to touch upon the products themselves. You have the the briefcases, like laptop sleeves. It's all on the it's all on the website, by the way, which is pampiano.co.uk. We'll leave a link in the show notes and you can get a £10 gift Actually, certificate. it's just about to change. Sorry, it's just oh. about to change to pampiano.com. We managed finally oh, to buy the domain last year. Oh, um, fantastic. After ten years of negotiation, okay, uh, which which doesn't which means we dipped in and out and just kind of said no, we're not paying that, and then we come back four years later and then we said no, we're not paying that, and then we agreed something last year, so we finally managed to buy the domain. Okay, well that's great. So pampiano.com, which is yep, yep on its yep. way. Um, yes, and I was going to just ask you the difference between the quality of leather goods that you might see, you know, perhaps on market stalls around the world. Are you for someone like you? I'm imagining it's very easy to discern the quality, but maybe the layman that picks up a bag that is considerably cheaper but doesn't know exactly what they're looking for in terms of quality. Perhaps you could highlight some of the, the differences on what makes the what makes Pampiano oh, yeah. so good. Well, I think a really a really nice easy one is if it's veg tanned, as in vegetable tanned leather. It's, in my opinion, immediately nicer quality leather. Um, it has a smell that's rich and you walk into our warehouse and people say, oh, smell the leather. It's a lovely smell. I think you can buy candles with a leather smell. It's this veg tan leather that smells really, really good. And then the other thing about it is you can scratch it. So if you and then you can polish it away. If it's been chrome dyed, as in with uh, chemicals, it you can't scratch it. And it right. sort of so if you imagine a really nice tanned well I've got a belt right here if I if I where's it gone belt okay I get an I get a you get a mark on it like you might yeah. get a scuff mark on a pair of shoes you could absolutely polish that away and you'd never know there was a scratch on it so that's a really nice way to see that this is a quality piece of leather that's been more expensively dyed with um, 
for example, bark of trees, so the vegetables, um, and it it gives it this real rich pattern um, when it's in use. The colour may change slightly. Uh, for example, tan leather will go a much darker, richer colour um, through use, um, and it, it it you could say it sort of ages. It wears well, so that's one thing about the leather, um, and a lot of if it, if it's chrome dyed, it's got it doesn't have a sort of it's a very flat color right. um and it 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 just doesn't have its sort of luster uh it does somehow it just doesn't have the same sort of appeal it's hard to it's hard to describe but the scratching and the smell is a great is a great mm. first point um we do have a lot of people copying our our pretty unique uh embroidery work but i can spot the cheap uh the, the significantly cheaper copies, I, like immediately, I, I I don't even need to go up to the person wearing it to know. And it that is actually to do with the thread. But the copies made cheaply in the Far East, they're using the wrong thread. And it means that the threads come loose and that you can tell immediately that is not a one of our South American belts. Um, it, it's someone who's made a copy. And it, this copying is a problem because people will come in and buy the cheap one and have a bad experience because the thread comes loose or the leather stretches or whatever. But if they have, they've had one of ours first or they hear from someone else, they do then come back to us and they say, I made, you know, I bought cheap ones. Yours are the best. And, you know, there's just no point. Ours will last for 10 years. And in fact, we do have people coming back with, we used to have an old, a different logo. We had someone email earlier this week. Oh my, the pin on my buckle has broken. Can you help? And we sent them a new buckle. Obviously, we needed to see a photo of the belt, but it was our old logo, which we got rid of in 2017. That particular design of belt we haven't had since 2016. So an eight-year-old belt, they were still wearing it. We replaced the buckle for them. No, just no, no quibble. Um, and and you know, our products really last. So people then go and go and you know, they want different colours, so they'll have three, four, five of them built up over the years. And it's sort of my beloved belt, it's my wedding belt, my 21st belt. There's a people seem to have a sort of um, a real affinity to this particular item, be it who gave them or what event they used it for, because it is more expensive. It is a quality product, um, but it lasts and it means something to a lot of our customers. Actually, it's really great seeing what they write in our annual survey. Huh, that's fascinating. Do you find the the cheap alternatives, the, the knockoffs, are they imitating your specific style with the labels on? Are they pretending to be you? They're not pretending to be to be Pampiano, but they are copying our products. So I will go to trade fairs and I will walk around and find manufacturers who have copied 10 of our products and they've got all 10 hanging up on their stand that are absolutely copied from our website. So we, we do block certain countries on our website but of course they just need a vpn to get around it but it's it's that that is infuriating however the quality is not there so i just think with this i, I mean copying is meant to be flattery isn't it but it's not it's bloody annoying um so we just have to we just in my opinion we just have to keep moving faster or fast do a really good quality product 
and our reputation carries us forward. People will pay more for the one that is going to last. And it's the genuine article. You know, this is a handmade product made in South America with veg tan leather. It's got all the stamps to prove it. And we've become the, the brand that is the sort of gifting brand for this product range, um, which is predominantly the belts. That is our key our key it's our hero product and then we have all these product extensions like the dog collars that match people like to match their dog or the the horse or or the the you know for more maybe more the the more urban customer might buy the things you suggested like the laptop sleeves or the or the uh messenger bag or the handbag and so on yeah i i fell in love with the dog collars by the way so that's on the wish list for for my cockapoo yeah and i'd love to have like the matching one as well so that's all that's on the wish list most certainly and and you mentioned the gifting there you do any bespoke work as well that we do yeah we've got on the website there's a what we call a bespoke belt builder which we're just about to overhaul actually but you can completely design your own belt on that um, it's a bit clunky. There's a new one that'll be going live in about four weeks. But yeah, customers love that, and they're asking us for the same, but for dogs and for horses. So once wow. the software has been redone, they'll be able to do that. But then what? The, so that's for the individual. Um, but what we are doing increasingly is for schools, regiments, members clubs, um, corporates is colours because uh, because our products are so vibrant. We're doing it in the colours of the school. And in fact, there's one school where we've done it for every house in the school. So there's eight houses and we've done it for each. Um, And then alumni. So you might not wear a tie saying, oh, I'm a member of X club or I went to this school. But you, you know, because people don't really wear ties very much anymore. But it used to show, oh, yes, I'm a member of Guards Regiment, whichever regiment or Blues and Royals or whatever. Um, But now we're producing regiments and the schools and uh, clubs and corporates. So you can quietly say, show that your affinity or allegiance to the club and someone else will know it who's also associated, but you're not sort of, you've not got it blazon- emblazoned on your T-shirt. I went to X school or X oh, military. That's and that, that's a really great part of the business, actually. Well, yeah, it must be quite exciting as well. Are you getting approached in particular by like clubs? Yeah, we uh, do. Yeah, they're yeah, coming we do. to you. We, exactly because we've got a bit of a reputation for doing it and doing a really you know we'll design we'll send cads to the customer um so they can see what it looks like before they buy it um and then they'll choose the design they like with their colors um and then we'll produce it for them and uh so then it was sort of word of mouth is that's doing really well we'll get a couple of inquiries a week actually on that wow well is there anything at the moment that you're personally very excited by that is, that is on the horizon. Yeah, we're um, talking to a a, a restaurant, uh, a South, an Argentine restaurant chain about uh, doing certain collaboration work. I, I won't say their name, but probably wouldn't be too hard to guess. But anyway, a really fantastic Argentine restaurant brand um, about doing collaboration with them um, through the year. So it was a it's just a perfect fit brand values and uh customer demographic and so on so it's it's a very nice uh will be a really I, i'm really excited about that we've also um earlier this year we we've hired a new md who's got a wealth of experience and i think her skill set complements mine with both you know she's she's really strong in things i'm not so strong on so i think for driving the business forward as a sort of female 
pair to drive this business forward we i think we'll be really well placed with her joining us too so oh, yeah there's a lot going on well i was going to ask what your day-to-day job is within the company i guess it's never the same but is there like a, a normal day uh no but i mean obviously that's a good thing because yeah it's not repeat there's never repeats really um there isn't a normal day it's it's so varied but what are the bits i was thinking about what do i really enjoy about my day job and i think it's the deal making it's not even the money it's just about yes we got it or or oh i've seen this great product and we can produce it something similar or whatever i just i sort of love that bit of it there's a real sort of you know i meet a really you know customer we've worked with for a long time and then they agree to do something really different i just sort of love that and it you know it, it doesn't it don't, i don't think it really translates to the finances around it um yeah. it's just about sort of a deal yeah getting something <laughs> over the line and yeah, also someone exactly. else wanting to be a part of your journey as well yeah exactly it's great and um and i love going to visit the factories and the travel associated um so that's another really fantastic part of it so Fantastic. Well, I was going to ask what the future is. I mean, I know that we've got the new website, new restaurant. Is there any plans for more trade shows this year or bricks and mortar? Yeah, so we've done, we're doing a lot in the US, actually. Um, so this year we've done three trade fairs so far. A trade fair is where you're selling to retailers. Um, so we did uh, three in January um, and we've uh secured a really big retailer in the us and i think there's huge opportunity for us out there so a 300 door retailer is taking taking us on in august and that could just sort of make the business go bang because they've got the volume uh people we know people love the product we just haven't until recently until the last sort of year i'd say post covid we haven't really found our way through but doing lots of trade fairs building up a network of agents um we're starting to get a lot more traction over in the u.s and i've got a a young lady who looks after the u.s business who she's really very very good um she's been driving the business forward out there um so yeah so i I think the 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 big opportunity for us is the u.s our wholesale business is really well set up and our competitors in the u.s in doing a similar product not the same but similar uh, are not very well set up so i think the opportunity is absolutely there and uh, and we know that the american consumer loves loves our product range well why wouldn't they well hopefully if people in the uk can get to see the products it's it's mainly online but there'll be maybe some concessions around the corner well, well, we've got about 300 stockists around the world, so predominantly in the UK, probably 180 in the UK, 50 in Europe and 50 in the US. So, yeah, there's loads of places people can find us. Brilliant. And people can find the stockists on the website, which we'll link to again in the show notes. Jennifer, thanks so much for taking time out. Really Pleasure. interesting you, and love the product. So we'll... Um... Hopefully I'll be showing them off on my dog sometime soon. But in the meantime. All right. Well, I can send you one, Peter. Oh, bless, bless. Get, give me, get you to give me a favorable photo or something. And I'll send you I'll send you a dog color. Oh, that's very sweet. Well, um, until next time. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Menswear Style podcast. Be sure to head over to menswearstyle.co.uk for more menswear.